why me, Lord? What have I ever done to deserve even one of the pleasures I've known? And tell me, Lord, what did I ever do that was worth loving you for the kindness you've shown? Lord, help me, Jesus. I've wasted it, so help me, Jesus. You know what I My soul's in your hands. Try me, Lord, if you think there's a way I can ever repay all I've taken from you. And maybe, Lord, I can show someone else what I've been through myself on my way back to you. Lord, help me, Jesus. I've wasted it, so help me, Jesus. You know what now that I know that I needed you, so help me, Jesus, my soul's in your hand. Lord, help me, Jesus, I've wasted it. You know what I am. Now that I know that I needed you, so help me, Jesus. My soul's in your hand. Jesus, my soul's in your If you'll turn those lights on, please. It's meet and greet time. So get up and uh, shake your hand. If somebody you don't know, welcome them to Candy Creek. Amen.
y'all get up and go shake somebody's hand this morning. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Thank y'all for being here. Got a lot of visitors today. Make them feel welcome, guys. Morning, brother. Morning, brother. Bless you guys. Hallelujah. to give our next level band a big round of applause this morning hallelujah amen you'll make your way back to your seats we're gonna go to lord in prayer hallelujah god is good thank y'all for being here today if you're tuning in today god bless you and thank you god is good so our men come forward to take up our offering. At this time, we're going to take up our offering. I was listening to Robert Morris the other day, and he was talking about coming into church and just sitting there and doing nothing. And, and uh, I thought about us, how there's not too many of us that don't do nothing. We do a lot around here, amen. So let's praise God for that for just a minute. We're going to sing one more song, but I want to give you a word before we sing one song and take up our offering. Robert Morris, I was listening, he wrote The Blessed Life. It's on TV 14 times a week. Uh, man, we, 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 we was honored to be in his school this week, and he was telling us that uh, I, I was listening to him talk about worship. And I told my wife this, I told my wife this this week that uh, 
uh, if, uh, if we could just get the people to worship God, then God would come in their presence. Robert Morris was sitting in a church, and he was like, like a lot of them old Baptists, old most stereotype folks that just don't raise their hand, don't do anything, because he wasn't taught to do anything else. But he saw other people doing it. He saw other people doing it. And he always felt compelled to, from his seat, he sat like this. From his seat, he, he felt compelled to throw his hand up like this. I know y'all can't see me in the back, but he just kind of threw his hands up. And one day the Lord spoke to his heart, Jason. He said, Robert, if I was in this church this morning, would you praise and worship me? Would you stand in awe, Robert? If I was in this church, would you stand in awe and praise me this morning? That's what God told Robert in the church. He said, if I was in this church, would you stand and praise me, scream and shout and lift your hands up? Robert told the Lord, God, if you were in this place, if you were in this place, I'd stand and shout and raise my hands up. He said, Robert, I am in this place. I heard a pastor say one time, you know what God's done in my life? Saved me from my physical ailments, from my own selfish destructions, ways, my selfishness, my greed, my anger, my pride. If you know what God has done for me, you know why I raise my hands and praise him. So, and you don't have to make a mockery of it either. But if God tells you to worship, worship so you can get in his presence. And I want to talk to you a minute about me worshiping this week and God coming into my presence. And it was a beautiful thing. And people need to really have this kind of relationship with God. He did an amazing thing at your store the other day, didn't he, Tina? I wanted to get the graduates uh, something for graduating, but I only wanted to spend 7 or $8 because I'm a cheapskate. And, and I'm just being real. You're like, dang, that dude is cheap. So I asked God, I said, God, help me find something for 7 or $8 that I can get these graduates. I was going to give them some money. And we did as a church body what you gave. We gave and sold back into our youth for tomorrow. But I went over to Tina's store, Free Spirit. Y'all can pay me later for that plug. And I... Y'all did bless me this week, so I bless you back. Free Spirit is amazing. It's on Dallas Street right across from the post office. And I do commercials and everything, but you have to pay for those if you want those. And uh, I, I'm done. Let me, let me just pray all right. But I went into her store, and I wanted to spend 7 or $8, get the kids a graduate gift. We was going to bless them with some money. And I found these little coasters, and they were cool, little coaster, little granite things. They had scripture on. They were beautiful. They were awesome. And I was going to buy them. They were $7.99 a piece. But God told me to make one more trip around the store. And I found these beautiful crosses. And they were in this basket. How many believe in God to know what you want and provide for your needs? I picked up one of them crosses and I said, how much are these? And Tina said, those are $24.99. I said, oh, okay. And her owner, Tom, said, if he wants them, give them to him for what he wants to spend. And Tina looked at him and says, they're $24.99, Tom. <laughs> He only wants to spend $7. And he said, well, if he wants them, how many know that I went in there with a price? God knew what I wanted. These hand-beautiful made mesquite tree, made out of mesquite tree crosses. You open up the little card, Connie, and it said a little thing in there. It said each cross is, is not like the next cross. They're all unique. There's no two alike. They're beautiful. They're unique. And it said, so are you. You're beautiful, you're unique, there's no two fingerprints. 
Let me enlighten you. If this is your first time here, you'll hear me say this a lot. There's no two fingerprints on the planet alike. God created you unique, beautiful, outstanding, incredible for greatness. He did. So I got these crosses. I got a great deal on them. I was happy, and, and, and I, I was driving home. I was driving home back to the church, and I picked one of them up in my driver's seat, and I was looking. I said, man, this is beautiful, and I flipped it over. Now, God will give you the desires of your heart. I wanted something nice, and I wanted it for 7 bucks. I paid 8 because I thought I was really getting a good, good deal. And uh, uh, I flipped over the cross, and handwritten on the back of the cross, it said Caney, C-A-N-E-Y. What's the name of our church? Caney Creek. I said, this can't be. I picked up the next one, Caney. Picked up the next one, Caney. Picked up the next one, said Caney. Picked up the next one, said I started crying. I called Tina. I said, Tina, I said, I'm going to blow your mind. Because she knows how God works. She gave away $7,000. God gave her a car. She gave another one. Now she's got a brand new one. She knows how God works. I, she said, what? What What now? <laughs> I said, I need you to go over to the, to the barrel where those crosses was. And she tried to make her way through the store. I said, I need you to go over to the barrel where the crosses were. She said, okay. I said, I need you to pick one up. And she said, Okay, I said, I need you to flip it over to the back side. Tell me if those crosses that are left in there say Caney, Caney Creek Cowboy Church. They didn't say Caney Creek Cowboy, they said Caney. God had those in that barrel just for me. Now, how many believe for God for providing for you? It blew my mind away. What's the name of the guy who makes the crosses? What's his last name? Carrie? But it's spelled wrong on those crosses there. No, it's spelled right. Tina said, there's three more left. You want them? I said, they're mine. <laughs> Absolutely. God put them there for me. And the crazy thing is I sent Vicki G out. Yeah, I sent Vicki G out the day before to find something. She went to the couple of stores. She couldn't find anything in our price range. Why? Because God knew that those were there for us. God has a blessing in store for us. Stand with me as we take up our offering and pray over our offering today. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you today for our offering. That what comes in, we can pour into the lives of others, Lord. Lord, thank you so much. Out there in the pasture are a bunch of pretty horses that would have probably drowned it if it wasn't for the faithful tithers and givers of this church this morning. Thank you for those families that got to come and take a shower. A hot shower means a lot. If you've been never had one, they mean a lot. And Lord, thank you for those popsicles that were in the top of that ice box. Lord, that we got to share with those children, with those families, and how grateful they were that we are a church that makes a difference. Lord, we continue to sow into this community and into lives. We want to be a blessing to our teenagers, our young people. Lord, we're in a good place, Father, but there's so much more. When I left the school, I said, Lord, would you just provide us with unlimited resources just to continue to make a difference in this world? Father, bless our resources that we connect with people. We have a whole bunch of families over there in our youth building getting connected with this church. Lord, let everyone that's a member of this church do their part. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.
There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare. Right. You're our living hope. In your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen. Of the sweetest of loves, where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. In your presence, Lord. Oh. Yeah.
Put your hands together for our next level band. Amen. Amen. Open your Bibles if you brought one to Romans. Romans 8, 28. As long as that wasn't you, you hadn't signed a waiver yet, cowboy. Somebody get that man a waiver. I was good where I was at. I'm good. Praise God this morning. Amen. Wonderful job. Y'all stay close because we're probably going to do an altar call and we're probably going to go right back up in about five minutes. I'm not going to preach long today, but I am going to preach strong. And, uh, you know, when you're trying to grow a ministry and get a kid graduated and there's three people you're trying to stay in their house because they're going to get evacuated if the church don't help pay rent. When you're trying to feed people and work the community and say hello to everyone in town and you bury someone that God called home that you were very close to. And when you're trying to trying to get along in life and run a business and, and you got a, mar a wife and you got kids, and, and, and sometimes you just wonder if it's all going to work out. Does anybody ever say, hey, man, I wonder if this thing's going to work out? I, I wonder if I'm going to make it. My friend's nephew committed suicide the other day. and What a horrible choice. I want people to know that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. But I was thinking about it. I got, I got a kid I need to get graduated. I have three people I'm trying to keep in their house not to get evicted. I ain't got no money to help, but I'm trying to do what I can. I got a friend, Cliff Caldwell, that I'm saying goodbye to. We did a funeral on Friday. I got three widows I need to check on this week. I got a son who's out of town working, and he needs some money deposited in his bank account. I got to go to school this week. I got all these things happening. I'm wondering if I can do it all. 
I wonder if I'm going to make it at all. Maybe there's someone here today saying, I wonder if I'm going to make it at all. I wonder if I'm going to be able to stay the course and finish my race. The good news is today that God hasn't forgot about any of us. God loves each and every one of us, and he has a plan for our life. I don't know what kind of situation you're facing today, but all things are possible for those who love the Lord this morning. Life can be a bit overwhelming. It can be overbearing. It can come at you from all different forms or fashion. I, I looked into Beverly's soul this morning. I, I could tell that something was wrong just by the way she responded. And she said, I'm stressed. Life can be a bit stressful. I taught Sunday school this morning. Somebody tried to break into Connie's house last night. You know, life can be a bit stressful. We have all kinds of things hitting us from out of nowhere. I need you to know that God hasn't forgot about any of you today. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're up against, God loves you. He's madly in love with you. He loved you so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die. He didn't have two sons. He didn't have three sons. He picked the only one that he had because he's madly in love with you. Somebody said the other day, I said, I think God is mad at me. I have been sinning. I've been living the wrong life. I think God is mad at me. I said, stop talking like that. God is madly in love with you. He's not mad at you. What you have to do is get right with God. I had all these things. I had to get a kid graduated, pay rent, do Cliff's funeral, go to Dallas. Thank God for my nocturnal friend, Vicki G, because we left out of here Wednesday, headed for Dallas, and I got to, I got to up there to uh, Centerville, and I was, my eyelids were like, oh, I'm tired. And I said, Vicki, you stay awake all night. Can you drive? She drove us all the way to Dallas. I said, <laughs> I snored. She got us to the hotel room. We got a good night sleeping. And, and, and I, I was asking God, is all this going to work out? We've had so much rain. I know people are losing their food, their belongings, their house. Me and Mary drove by a place the other day, and all the stuff, their couches, their clothes, everything was just in a big pile. out. They probably lost everything. And they're probably wondering, is it going to work out? So I was sitting in school, and me and Lita and Mary, we went up there for this training, and they started with praise and worship music. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you, sometimes you just need to know. The praise and worship music was so good like it was this morning that I just started praising God. Let me say this to you. If you want to get in the presence of God, you've got to learn to praise God. And that's old school or new school. I can sing old rugged cross and get right with God. I can get right in the presence with God. Don't uh, none go with me. I'll still find. I can get in the presence of God singing the Mohim. But I can really get in the presence of God singing that Carrie Job song and listen to the Crab Family. And you know, you just got to get in the presence of God. So they have their own music at that school. They write their own stuff, and and they were singing praise and worship. And we were on the front row. If you're going with me to church, you're going to the front row. And the reason is because I got ADD real bad. And I get distracted over gum chewers and peers. Oh, did I say that out loud? People that can't hold it till after you get through. <laughs> I said that in church, sorry. Hold it or go before. You're distracting somebody. I'm just saying that. Unless you got a weak bladder, then get up and go. Don't use the bathroom in the house of God. Okay, I'm going to give you all that for free. I said it. You know, I get, I get, I get, I get emails. Brother Mark, you got to do something. People getting up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. We're going to keep you for 27, what is it, Justin? I get 27 minutes and 30 seconds. Can't they just hold it for just a minute? Okay, I'll, I'll get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lord, help me. I told you I had ADD, and it just came on. It just came on. So we're up there, and we're in the presence of God. We're on the front row. We're having a great time. And I just started asking God, is everything going to work out? Is everything going to be okay with my church family, with my friends, with my loved ones who are sick? I got one right now fighting an addiction. I said, God, is everything going to work out? And I just closed my eyes. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't lie to you. I never will. I never will lie to you. I just closed my eyes, and I started praising God and asking him to just let me know everything's going to be okay. You ever been to the hospital with someone, and you don't know if they're going to make it? Sometimes we don't feel, we feel we don't know if we're going to make it. And we don't even have to go to the hospital to feel that way. And, and so I'm, I'm in this church, and I'm closing my eyes, and, I, and I'm getting my praise and worship on, and I'm just asking God, is everything going to be okay, God? And all of a sudden, the Lord came to me, folks, and I'm not lying. I'm not making this up. I, 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 I can tell you right now, I could care less if you believe me or not. I'm just telling you what happened. The Lord came into that place of my worship this week and wrapped his arms around me, and I put my head on his chest and I just sat there and I just cried it wasn't the music that was making me cry it was because God had put his arms around me I couldn't open my eyes I tried to open my eyes but I could just feel his arms around me folks and he was just holding me letting me know everything is going to work out Everything is going to be okay. I ain't making this up. I promise you. He came into my presence and he wrapped his arms around me just like that. He was wearing a white, a, a white gown. He had a beard. He had long hair. And he walked right up to me. And he walked right up to me just like this. Come here, JB. Hurry up, son. Give me a hug. I get hit on myself. He gave me a hug. <laughs> and I was just... Thank you, sir. I love that big teddy bear. I, uh... JV, that's what it felt like. It was real. It was real. I put my granny, you got this. He just hugged me. I put my head on his chest, and I, and I was like, God, please don't leave me. I just kept saying, God, please don't leave me. God, please don't leave me. And he looked at me, and he said, everything is going to be fine. I'll never leave you. So I told some people that God walked into this sanctuary and gave me a hug. And I started thinking, nobody's going to believe this story. And I'm okay with that. I've had many encounters with Christ. Real encounters, one right after the other. But it's been a long time since I had that kind of encounter. And it just inspired me to tell you today that everything will work out. Everything will work out. And I'm going to tell you today, I found these promises in the Bible. So if you're worried about your 401K, stop worrying about your 401K. Can I say this to you? If that's what you're banking on, it will be gone in the next five years. 
you need to cash out now if that's what you're banking on. In the next five years, it will not be any 401k. If you're banking on your friends to hold you up and sustain you, your friends will betray you. If you're, if, you're, if you're banking on your close buddies, your friends to hold you together, listen to me. When I'm going through a crisis, I don't need somebody just to come pray with me. Sometimes I need somebody just to weep with me, to hug me, to tell me that everything's going to be okay. If you're banking on your partners, your friends, your bosom buddies, listen to me, you're banking on the wrong thing because friends will betray you. They won't be there when you need them. Your spouse, she gets diagnosed with cancer. You feel like you failed God too many times. You discovered that you that that someone that you trusted and you respect is, 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 is has fallen into sin. If you feel like me and you go through some things, you begin to wonder, is everything gonna be all right? It was beautiful, man. I came home and I sat down in my office and Friday was really busy. We done Cliff's service and that was beautiful and, and we need to pray over and keep the family lifted up. Amen. The Caldwell family, write their name down, keep them lifted up. And I, it was just beautiful. I went back to my office and I sat down for a minute and I said, God, show me in your word that everything is going to be okay. I've been saying for 10 years now, if you can't back it up with the word, don't believe it. If you can't back it up with the word, then don't believe it. If somebody tries to give me advice, I want it to know that it came from God's word. If somebody wants to try to tell me how to live, they better be living right. Y'all didn't get that, did you? Amen? Amen. Don't take advice from somebody that ain't living right. That's a wrong thing to do. I sat down. Lester, I sat down and said, God, prove to me in your word that everything's going to work out. And he said, go to Romans 8, 28. So I went to Romans 8, 28, and, and I began to talk to the Lord. I began to pray, and I found this right here. And, 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 and listen, it's not a cliche. You know these scriptures, and they come to your heart, and you begin to repeat them, but do you believe them? John 3.16 is not a cliche that you learned in the third grade or in elementary and that you know it and you rehearse it, but you don't believe that he died on that cross. See, I believe that he died on that cross. And I believe that he rose from the dead and that he lives today. And he comes into our presence, in our atmosphere. <laughs> this is good stuff. This is good stuff. So I asked God, I said, God, show me in your word. And he took me here. Listen, and we know that all and we know that for those who love God, who loves God this morning, say amen. amen. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good, for those who are called according to his purpose. I looked at that scripture and I thought, that's more than a cliche. I'm doing what he's called me to do. I'm ministering to people. I'm helping people. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're singing songs. You're, you're opening the gate and letting the bucking bull out. You're serving at your church. You're, you're helping others. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So this verse is not a cliche that all things work out for those who love God. You say, Brother Mark, you don't know the marriage trouble that I'm facing. Yes, but I know if you love God, it's going to work out. 
Brother Mark, I'm praying for my cousin. He is hooked on drugs. Yes, but you got to believe that if you love God, it's going to work out. This is not a cliche. I went out for a $7 gift. I got a $7 gift. I even paid 8 because it was such a good deal. It worked out the way that I asked God for it. And I was blessed exceedingly over what? I bought eight crosses. I bought eight crosses. I paid $8 for those crosses. It was $64. I, I, I was thinking to myself, somebody's fixing to receive God's best. God has the best for you to receive this morning. Uh, our part, Paul is reminding us that we serve a God who is sovereign, who is always preparing us. He, nothing catches him by surprise. Uh, what may, well, maybe your worst nightmare hadn't caught God off guard at all. Our part today is to love him. I want you to take a fresh look at this verse today. It's not a cliche. It's not a cliche. Paul reminds us that we serve a God who's sovereign. Our part is to love him and see the plan carried out. Hear me today. Our part is to love him and see the plan carried out. When you're going through a difficult time, a rough season, a lot of people want to quit. A lot of people want to go back to who they used to be, resort back to the things they used to depend on. Stay depending on our Lord and Savior because this is not a cliche. This is the true word of the living God. Our part is to love him, commit to seeing his plan carried out. His part, that's our part. Our, our, our part is to stay committed. His part is to make everything work out according to his word and the purpose for your life. If you're here today, you say, man, I feel like I ain't got no purpose. Oh, you got a purpose. And God's got a plan for you. Let me ask you this today. Do you love God? Are you willing today to forego your own agenda, what you know, the reality of the things that you're seeing? Are you willing to forego those things? That means let go of those things and trust God like you've never had before. You see, I moved my family out of Waco, out of the familiar, out of what we know and went to the unknown, but I trusted God. Thank God that I have because over 5,000 people have been baptized. They're saved. They're in the streets today telling others about Jesus Christ. So thank God today because we moved into the unknown. We foregone to a place that was unknown to us. We've seen families come to know Christ. We've seen people get unbroken from those chains that so, so bound them like drugs and alcohol and pornography. That is no more in their life because of Jesus Christ and because those who went with the agenda of Christ in mind and not our own. Watch this. Watch this. Listen. People who usually quit, it's because they got their own agenda. People who usually get frustrated and don't make it, it's because they want their way, not God's way. I've seen people come to this church, they come, and man, they're like a bottle rocket. Bam, you can depend on me, I'll be there, I can do this, I can do that, I can do that. But the moment they don't get their way, the, the thing just blew up, and they gone. They gone. But the faithful ones say, you know what, in the trial, in the tribulation, I'm going to trust God. Because this is not a cliche, Todd Jordan. This is God's word for you and for me and for everyone. Touch somebody and say, this is God's word for you. 
Are you willing to forego your own agenda in order to receive God's agenda? One thing I've learned is it's all going to work together for the good of those that love the Lord. Go to Hebrews 13.5. i got a couple more minutes. Hebrews 13.5 says this. Keep your life free from loving of money and be content with what you have. For he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, this materialistic world we live in, a world that loves money and loves to breed discontent, and the world is upside down with priorities. Their priorities are backwards. <laughs> From a guy who never was content with anything, I've learned to be just content. Just be content. When I first took on this ministry in this church, every dime we got, we just put it right back in as fast as we could put it in, building, making things. I tried to make this church in one year, one month, one day. God finally spoke to my heart and said, listen, it's a work in progress just like you. And, and watch this. God knows what he's doing, Matt. He knows exactly what he's doing. And all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. This past week, I was going to rip the bathrooms out of the bathroom. I told Tony and Dave, hey, I want to get these bathrooms ripped apart. I want to take these showers out. I want to add a new stall. I want to I remodel these things. I want them nice. My wife has been on me about these bathrooms for a couple of years now. Let's do it. We got some money. Let's make it happen. Let's remodel it. And, and I told Tony, get in there and rip everything out and let's get started take them showers out and all of a sudden the Lord said hey why don't you just wait a minute why don't you just hold off a minute and I said okay God what for he said well just hold off a minute see God knew the storm was coming he knew the floods were approaching he knew that there were families out there that were going to need a hot shower and if I would have tore those out they wouldn't have had a place to shower. Now I tell you today in Jesus' name, those showers ain't going nowhere because it was just beautiful. It was just beautiful to see those families just be able to be comfortable. I'm going to make them nicer, and I'm going to build the women a real nice bathroom. <laughs> in Jesus' name we are. Amen. Let's sow into that right now. Okay. <laughs> Get her off my back. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. She wants it nice for you ladies. We want this place nice for you ladies. It can't be done in one day. Hey, watch this. What else can't be done in one day? The transformation of our lives. It's took me 11 years to get to where I am today. Maybe this is your first day in church. Maybe it's the first time you heard a message like this. That you know, that you know, that you know that this Bible is true. It's alive. It's God's word. Let that soak in. Our parents may have preceded us in death. Our best friends may have forgot about us. Our spouses may have cheated on us. But our God in heaven will never leave us. Our part is not to rely on materialistic things or people. Our job is to trust in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Go with me real quick to Philippians 1.6. This is why I know that these promises are work out. I'm going to leave you with this.
People say, Brother Mark, I feel guilty sometimes when I come to your church. I feel guilty. I, I, sometimes I feel like a backslider. Sometimes I feel like a hypocrite, Brother Mark. Sometimes I, I feel like, you know, you're preaching straight at me. Is there anybody in this church that's ever said, man, you feel like you're pre I feel like he's preaching straight to me. I feel like he, he's talking. I had somebody one time said, look, dude, if you don't take them recorders out of my house, I'm calling the law on you. I said, dude, I don't have no recorder. I tell people sometimes I really get to preach, and I say, pick your toes up because they're going to get stepped on. Because God, God knows exactly what you need to hear. He knows exactly what you're going through. The problem is we don't listen a lot of times. This is the day where we hear what God has to say for us. These trying times like floods and natural disasters and famine, and we don't know if we're going to have lights, air conditioning, a place to take a hot shower. These are the times we really get dependent upon our Lord and Savior. I remember when I was in that hurricane a couple years back. That was the most I never experienced a hurricane. Waco, we have tornadoes, but I never experienced hurricanes before. That was rough. I never poured so much water in the back of a toilet in all my life to make that thing work. We struggled, but God was favorable. He got us to a place where we were more comfortable. Listen, you may struggle today. You may be in a hard time, but God hasn't forgot about you. He loves you. He's madly in love with you. I'm going to leave you with this, and I'm done. Philippians 1.6 says this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ, at the day of judgment. Yes, he's doing the work in you, and he's going to bring it to completion. I want to ask you today to enjoy him. Where's your smile? Where's your trust? Where's your belief in him? Sometimes I get so busy, I forget to enjoy him. Sometimes I get so busy looking at a head that I don't remember the time that I'm in right now. Sometimes I get so crazy, everything's coming in. All, I just want to enjoy him. You know what they told me? They said, Brother Mark, they told, well, I, I, there was a bunch of us pastors there, but I feel like when people are talking, they're talking to me. <laughs> they said, don't apologize for resting. Don't apologize for getting away with your family. Don't apologize for spending time with God. Don't apologize for not taking every call right away. Don't apologize for those things. You need to be healthy. You need to be rejuvenated. You need that extended time with God. Don't apologize because he is on the throne. He can do things that you can't do. He can shut those doors and open those when it's time. Don't apologize. I get so busy beating myself up. Anybody beat yourself up? I get so busy just beating. I don't need you to criticize me. I criticize myself. Note. Write it down. I criticize myself. I beat myself up. I'm harder on myself. And plus, I allow people to speak into my life. There's like a handful of people that can speak into my life. Not many more than that. But there's a handful that I trust that say, hey, Brother Mark, wake up, stupid. Don't do that. My wife being one and several others that are allowed to speak at me. And I listen. But when the Lord speaks and he gives us his word, his sovereign word, his real word, we need to listen. We need to trust him. I see people right now who were once on fire for God. 
have now just got a little spark going. Whatever you're facing, may God just put all that wood together. May God just put all that craziness in. I should have done this as a demonstration, but let's just play with our minds for a minute. What if I had a bunch of logs here and I wanted to build a fire? What if I just stacked them up? Because that's how life is. It's kind of crazy. It comes out. It stacks upon us. It just it just crushes us. But it, it, but you got to have a little spark to ignite a flame. Put your hope in Christ, and He will light the way. Where it may be dark, where it may look like there's no hope. He will light the way. In your mind today, say, God, is crazy right now, but I need you. God, it's a struggle right now just to go to church. It's a struggle right now just to read my Bible and pray. God, it's a struggle right now just to be connected. I need help, God. Well, y'all come back up, band, and play something. Play that. Play the, every head bowed. Come on, come on, ladies, gentlemen, who play in this band. Come, come clean. Uh, Mike, would you lower those lights? Every head bow and every eye closed. Come on, real quick. I need you to come real quick. They don't give me much time anymore. They think Luby's is going to close or something. I don't. Every head bow and every eye closed. Every head bow and every eye closed. Stand with me as they begin to play. I want you to do that Carrie Job song again. I want you to sing it like you mean it. I, I want people to come. Right, listen, I, I got one more scripture for I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present or past, nor powers, nor heights, nor death, nor anything can separate us from the love of Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate you from Christ's love. They're already at the altar. Come right now. As they begin to play, if your life is like that cord of wood, if everything's stacked up on you, you say, Lord, I need you today. I'm stressed out, I'm broken, I'm, I don't have answers. I'll take that hug that you gave Brother Mark today. Come right now, come. Don't wait. There have been many a days I had to leave my wife and kids and come to the altar. I had to let go of my wife's hand and come and get right with Christ. I was thinking about what my partners were going to think or what somebody else was going to think. But man, you know what? I put that aside because what God thinks is the only thing that matters. Come right now. Just tell God what's going on. Tell Him you need His help. There's more room up here. I really feel like you're supposed to be up here with us. Don't leave, guys. Just stay there. I'm going to pray with you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come on right now. There's more coming. You know you're supposed to be up there. Say, Brother Mark, I can't get down and get back up. Hey, just come and stand and I'll pray with you. Holy Spirit, you are. 
Father, we come before you, Lord, in your presence, that we may feel your love today. Lord, wrap your arms around those that came at this altar today. I don't know why they're here, Lord, but you know why they're here. <laughs> Thank you, God, that you love each and every one of us. That there is not one time that you picked and chosen who you loved. You came because you loved us all. If you're at this altar right now, I want you to know that God is madly in love with you. And he's going to take care of all those things. Romans 8, 28. Because of your love for him, he's going to take care of you. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, know that he loves you and he's going to take care of it. Let me pray for you. Father God, bless them, touch them, heal them, deliver them. Father, I pray, Father, blessings upon them. Every person here, Father, I pray you bless them. Bless their families. Bless their children. Bless their opportunities, Father, that you would just make a way, Father, where there seems to be no way. Father, for this community, Father, I lift them up in this flooding times, these trying times, Father. Would blessings come to these people out of nowhere, Lord? Father, would you rain manna down on those at this altar? In this church, Father, would you set them free? Take away the cancer. Take away the drugs. Take away the, the pornography addiction today, Lord. Father, I pray that our hearts towards those that, that have sinned against us, we would forgive them right now. Those who try to steal something from us, those who try to betray us, Lord, we let that stuff go right now. We give it to you, Lord, and we never want it back again. We believe you to take all this stuff away from us. And when we rise up and leave this place this morning, we have known that God is real. If you're here today and you never asked Christ to come into your heart, pray with me right now. Just say, Dear Lord, come into my heart and save me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. I'm going to live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.